Yeah. Does this look right right here? Okay. Are you sure the leaves are right? Okay. We got a lot more going on, man. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Hello, welcome back to House of Power Outreach. Um, my name is Pastor Rita Gant, and Pastor Tori and I and our church family welcome you back. And we want you to know that we love you, we're praying for you, and standing in faith for you and your family. And, um, you know, we're excited to uh, just be here with you, and uh, let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place as we're gathered in your name. We thank you, Lord, that you just have your way in our lives. We open our hearts to you, Lord, that we would be changed by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. Well, um, if you'd like to know more about House of Power Outreach, you're welcome to um, tune in to or look up hopochurch.org, which is our website, and uh, that'll give you information about who we are and uh, what we're doing, and if you'd like to support us, there's a, a place on there for you to do so, and I just want to let you know that we are uh, we are using what, what God brings into this ministry, we are using for what we need here in the house, and then we're also sending it out um, throughout the world. So I uh, just wanted you to know it's not just coming here only, but we are sending it out to different missions. And, and I know that we're, um, we recently be, uh, we've recently given to uh, Charity Water and then another company that, or another charity that does uh, wells um, and clean water. And then also, um, you know, there's some other things that we're doing uh, as we're sending out the money that's coming in. So I just wanted you to know that. And um, so tonight's message is called As Is, and um, my byline here is how sweet it is to be loved by him. And God wants you to truly know and understand how much you are loved by him. We've talked about this. Um, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, but whenever I uh, sat down to pray and hear from the Lord about what to talk to you about tonight, I, I thought it was going to be about, you know, being grateful or being thankful because tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And Pastor Tori just did a great message on thanks living. So if you haven't caught that, you might want to go ahead and, and uh, look that up from this past Sunday and listen to it. Uh, but, but the Lord just really put, spoke to my heart and told me that he really wanted me to do this message tonight on you getting a, a true understanding of his great love for you. And uh, so don't tune out because there's some stuff in here that maybe you haven't heard before. Um, but I want you to uh, really just open your heart to receive what God has for you tonight. Isaiah 5410 um, in the NIV says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And um, so no matter what seems to be shaken in your life, and a lot is being shaken right now, we have a lot of things going on, you know, politically and, you know, uh, you know, with this pandemic and, and also just, uh, you know, with the country and, um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that are being shaken right now. Uh, but I just want you to know this scripture says that, um, you know, though things may be shaken, God's unfailing love for you will not be shaken and his covenant of peace will remain. And you've got that covenant of peace from him and he has compassion on you. 
God loves you and has bestowed upon you a covenant of peace because of his great compassion for you. So no matter what seems to be shaken in your life, you can be at peace and be confident of that one thing, that God loves you. And, uh, and all of his promises are for you. We talked a little bit about Psalms 103 last week, and that's uh, the benefits and, of the Lord, the promises. And so if you want to, you can go ahead and go over that again this, uh, this week, Psalms 103. It's a short chapter, and there's so many great benefits in it. Um, Zephaniah 317 in the NIV says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. God goes to battle for you. He fights for you. He will take great delight in you in his love. He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. God loves you and even rejoices over you with singing. Maybe you didn't know that, but he is ecstatic about you. Jeremiah 31.3, I've got that here in the New King James Version. It says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. And so I was impressed. I was impressed upon my heart to look up the word loving kindness just to get a good definition. And it's defined as tender compassion and caring consideration. So with tender compassion and caring consideration, the Lord draws uh, you to himself. He draws us to himself. God's love for us goes beyond our personal limitations or our personal expectations. We are loved beyond the limits that we put on ourselves. So God loves us beyond the, the thoughts that we have of ourselves and, you know, all the expectations we might put on ourselves and, and uh, you know, he, all of that, none of that just really, you know, it matters to him because it matters to us, but he doesn't look at it when he regards us. He just sees his great love for us. When, like I said, when I asked God what he wanted me to say to you tonight, I was expecting him to tell me something about being grateful or thankful. But instead, he spoke to my heart and said, please, just tell them how very much I love them. And so God wants you to get a revelation of just how very much you are loved and accepted by him for who you are right now. So this is one of the main points I wanted to make. God loves you for who you are right now. That doesn't mean he's taking you in and just expecting all this great big change and he's expecting you to just be this person and this, you know, act this way. No, he loves you. And when I got a revelation of this, I was blown away. He loves you for who you are right now. Okay? Not who you will be after the cleanup or who you will be when you get it all together, uh, but who you are right now. And he wants you to know that you don't ever have to be anything else but you. And that is really, truly good enough for him. Um, you are loved and wanted as is. Um, have you ever been shopping around and you find something that's on sale or whatever and it says on it as is? Uh, I'm kind of a pretty good bargain shopper, so I, 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 ta I pay attention to those things. Um, so as is means whatever flaws, whatever damage, whatever missing parts there, there may be. Um, this thing is as is. You know, sometimes cars are, instead of having a warranty or whatever, they're like, as is. God is not trying to make you perfect before he accepts you. He's not ever trying to make you perfect. He just wants you as is. Uh, Deuteronomy 31.8 in the NLT says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Um. So because of God's great love for you, you have this promise. God personally goes ahead of you, 
And, you know, I was praying about what that scripture could mean, like God goes ahead of you. He will never fail you. He will never abandon you. And uh, what came upon my, my heart and my understanding was that like a scout will go ahead of the party and do the scouting and look around and see what's there. So God is like your scout that he goes before you and he looks out for danger and lets you know before it gets to you. He is your way maker, your provider. He is your way, your truth, your life. And he will be with you always. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. And he will not fail you. He will never leave you or abandon you. So maybe some of you know what it feels like to be abandoned. I know I do. I, um, you know, I've, I've told many stories about how I grew up and the harshness of that reality and, and uh, the abuse that I had suffered. And um, But this is one story that I don't, really talk about too much because it's, it's really personal and uh, it's, a, it's a very bad memory. But when I was in the sixth grade, so I guess that would make me about 10 years old, um, my mom and my dad had a just knockdown, drag out fight, physical fight. And the, it's the kind of fight that left them bloody and broken. And I was there to see it all and I couldn't do anything to stop it even though I tried. And... Um, Finally, my mom got loose, and she headed out the door, and of course, she was crying, and I was running beside her. She was going down the the, the road, the little dirt road we have. Uh, we lived out in the middle of nowhere in this little town, um, and so my mom finally took off out the door, walking down the road in the dark, and she had blood flowing down her face from her nose and her mouth, and and I ran beside her crying and just feeling so helpless, and... Uh, that was, that was a rough night. After that, my mom and my brother and my sister and I, we um, moved in with my aunt for a while in another town. And my dad just took off. He just got in his truck and he just took off and went all over the country. We didn't hear from him for a while. And so my mom became really withdrawn and my dad was um, completely gone, you know, physically. You know, I was when I was little, we didn't have cell phones and all that anyways, and we didn't even have a house phone at my house. My aunt actually had one, but he didn't call. Um, so, like I said, my mom became withdrawn. My dad was gone. And, uh, you know, the trauma of all of the, uh, all of the turmoil uh, was pretty rough. Um, so I felt abandoned by those that were supposed to be protecting me and taking care of me. And looking back now, I think that it was at this point in my life that I decided to make sure that I never felt that way again. And I started doing all that I could do um, to find a way to get things that I needed done, done, to take care of my myself and to distance myself from anyone that could hurt me. So this eventually led me to moving out of... of um, you know, our house. My dad did eventually come back, and they tried to make it work again. But at around age 15, I, I went ahead and moved out and moved in with a cousin until I graduated high school. And then the day after high, high, uh, I graduated from high school, I uh, moved uh, into San Marcos, which is where I had applied to go to college. And um, I had already gone ahead on college and career day and gotten a job at, you know, at a, 
Ocarina Springs <laughs> and um, gotten a job and gotten a little garage apartment to live in and everything. So I just got out of there as soon as I could. And, um, you know, abandonment can have some long-lasting results. And um, I stayed pretty distant uh, from people, didn't let people get too close to me uh, for some years. And so it was when I was around 23 is when I... Um, fully gave my heart to Jesus. I had made a commitment to him when I was eight, um, but, you know, I didn't know how to live for him. Nobody really showed me how to do that, and I didn't know that you could have a personal relationship with him. So I kind of went my own way and did my own thing until I was at the end of myself when I was um, age 23, and um, that was a time when I was so miserable that I was actually planning uh, my my suicide, and um so I was planning that, and then God intervened and, and pulled me up out of that, sent somebody to minister to me. And so God intervened and drew me to himself, and only then did I allow him to start healing and restoring my heart and getting me back to a point where I was actually normal, not distant and cold and, um, you know, taking care of myself. <laughs> but he took me as is, as messed up as I was, he took me as is, and and. And he alone helped me to be able to open up my heart again to allow me to love without the great fear of being abandoned. And, uh, you know, because all the relationships I had had from age 10 to about 23 were just at a distance. And so God took me as is, and he began to heal me. And uh, the Lord wanted me to tell you tonight that um, he loves you so much that he just wants you as is. And if there is anything missing or broken like there was in me, he desires to heal it, not for his benefit, but for your benefit. And um, he desires to heal you not so he can use you or get something out of it, but simply because he loves you and, um, and he wants the very best for you. And so just whoever's hearing this, just, just know that, that you can't be too messed up for God. He wants you, and um, and he wants to love you and heal you and help you, and, uh, you know, that's really what he wanted me to say tonight. I've got a little bit more here. Ephesians 3.18 in the NLT, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. God wants you to truly know and understand how great his love for you is tonight. He wants to heal you from all your past hurts. And um, he, want me, he wanted me to ask you if you would just let him do that tonight. Um, if so, I've got a simple prayer here to God, and it would just go something like this. You can just say it after me or uh, just take it into your heart and, and know that this is from you to God, if that's what you would like to do. Dear God, please heal me from my past and help me to know and understand the depth of your love for me. In Jesus' name, amen. So when I was growing up... Um, when I was really little, my, my grandmother, uh, she would take us to church with her sometimes. And um, there's a song they used to sing, and it's called Just As I Am. And it's like <laughs> I really felt impressed to, you know, look it up for you and share the words with you. Um, they are in kind of old English, like King James Old English. So just kind of don't let that confuse you. Just let me give you the, the words. And, and, uh, and then after that, I've got one more little thing, and then we're going to pray. But um, 
Let me check my time. And I am praying for you all to have a happy Thanksgiving as well. Um, Okay, so back to the song, Just As I Am. It says, Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. It says, Just as I am, though tossed about, let me tell you, I felt tossed about, with many a conflict, many a doubt, fighting fears, fighting and fears within and without, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot, to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come. Just as I am, poor wretched blind, sight, riches, healing of the mind, yea, all I need in thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come. thought that was great. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve. Because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come. Because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come. And I just thought that was really good. You know, um, sometimes we sing these songs, especially when we're children, and we don't realize the confessions that we're making. And, and you know, the, but the Holy Spirit and God, they catch it all. And they, you know, they don't let anything go to waste. And they're, they're in faith over you. I mean, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, uh, you know, praying and interceding for you. Um, so I just want you to know... Um, and, and I also wanted to say the difference between getting, getting something and receiving something is this. Um, before God, I was out to get what I could get. And that's a, that's a hard life. You have to strive. You have to work. You have to push. And that's getting. But receiving is just allowing God to bring to you all the good things that he'd like to give you. And you're, you're just saying, yes, Lord, thank you. See, the difference between getting and receiving is huge. And um, God wants you to receive all that, that he has for you, receive all the goodness that he has for you. And, uh, you know, we, need, we do need to do it with thanksgiving and a grateful heart. Um, like I said, Pastor Tori just uh, spoke on thanks living, and, and it was a great Thanksgiving message. Um, but in light of that, in the spirit of thanksgiving, I do have one question for you uh, about being thankful, and it's this. What if you woke up tomorrow with only what you had thanked God for today. That's something just to think about, isn't it? What if we woke up tomorrow with only in our lives what we had thanked God for today? Having a thankful heart goes a long way towards being content. And you know, the Word of God does say that we need to grow to the point and grow in the grace and knowledge, like I talked about last week, of where we're um, content um, with, you know, whatever state that we find ourselves in. And, and we can be, you know, thankful. You know, maybe we're believing God for, uh, to overcome this sickness or something that's in our body. But we can be thankful for God, to God for the other things that are working great, you know. Like if you're believing and standing in faith for him to heal you from high blood pressure, you can thank him that your arms and your legs work wonderfully and that you can move about and, you know, and, you know, that's just an example. Maybe you're standing in faith for him to restore a relationship and, uh, but you can thank him for the other ones that you have that are good. You know, there's always something that you can, um, be thankful for. I just read this week, um, Kenneth Copeland has a a message out on 26 things to be thankful for and you know one of them of course is salvation and and uh, you know we're we're so grateful to God for saving us and 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 loving us and you know there's just so much that we can be grateful for 
And uh, one of the main things, I think, is that God does want us just as we are. And uh, he loves us no matter what, no matter what we've done, even if we've done something that's pretty awful today. He still wants us and loves us and will never give us up. He will never give us up. If we, if we are to get away from God, we will have to just turn our backs and go away from him. But he still wouldn't give up. He would still come for you. Um, you know, because he'll never leave you or forsake you. And so that's really what the Lord wanted me to talk to you about tonight. And I know it's something we've talked about before, but it's important for us to um, really understand the depth of God's love and that he will always come for you. He will always come for you. And uh, he will He will always want you, and uh, no matter what. So I just want you to know that. Let's pray. Father God, we just love you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here. We thank you, Lord, that we will uh, get the revelation uh, from your word, Lord God, not just from our emotions, but from your word, Lord, that uh, we are loved by you, Lord God, and that you want us. And we're so grateful, Lord God, you'll never abandon us. Thank you, Lord, for healing us, Lord God. If there's anybody out there that's not saved, but you want to be saved, and you believe that Jesus is God's son, that he died on the cross for you, and that he rose again, just believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth, I believe, and you will be saved, and you will make heaven your home. That's how simple it is. We just love you, Lord God. We honor you, and we praise you, and we are so thankful to you, Lord God, for who you are to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next time.